In this episode, we talk about taking pride in your shortcomings and also how some use their resources around them more effectively than others. And lastly, something Alita did in the movie that really troubled us. Yo, you're the only one built for this. It puts this inside of you, this like this fire inside of you. You're like, yo, when you believe that, I'm the only one built for this. I'm about to go kill this thing. Welcome to Decrypted Films Podcast, where we decode messages in movies and apply the life lessons to our lives. I am your host, speaker, communicator, Jag Dewar, joined by my two brothers, filmmaker Max Sainville and music producer Billy Sainville. And now we continue the conversation in chapter two of Alita Battle Angel. The, na- the next point I want to get to um, after this whole, uh, with the story thing, you know, one thing that I love that she said, and this goes back to whatever is given to you can almost either mess up the story that you play in your mind. When Hugo said, yeah, if the doctor got you from this junkyard place, that means you were leftover parts that they threw away into that ditch. That's the only reason he would have found you there. And when he said that, the first thing I thought in my mind was like, wow, she's going to believe that she was nothing. She was just waste. Mm-hmm. And um, she actually said that afterwards. She's like, wow, it sounds like I was nothing. I was, And here was the key thing, that I was an insignificant insignificant girl. And when I heard her say that, I'm like, it, it honestly, it made me a little sad because, yes, that's a movie, but how many people feel like they're insignificant because of the story? Not even... Okay, a lot of things happen to people. I get that. But even to people who they just say, this is who you are or this is where you come from. That means you're this or that. They feel insignificant. And it's sad that you've just limited their whole life because you told them that. Hugo wasn't trying to be negative. He was going off of what he knew. But obviously she's not insignificant she you see who she becomes to be because she she pushed through and the last part about the insignificant comment that she made she says it again at the end of the movie when she discovers who she is she knows how powerful she is she has a suit and everything she's killing the boss or bad guy or whomever the puppet that that she said that this guy is she she she's about to kill him and she says who, who am I I'm just an in, in wow I'm messing this up insignificant girl that's all I am but the funny thing is almost sarcastic saying like you can call me that you can label me that you can make me the underdog but I know who I am like she took pride in that title now and for me why I brought this up is is almost for us and as for myself like um I've now in my life took pride in the fact that we were we grew up in the circumstance that we grew up in. Like mm-hmm. we grew up, we didn't grow up in a mansion or even a great home or whatever. We grew up in in project buildings. We grew up in apartment complexes, roaches, all that stuff. We grew up 
um, the father wasn't around or anything. We didn't have uh, a, a savings that were set for us to be able to do what we want after high school or whatever. We grew up in all these little different things. I don't want to get into it. But now looking back, it's like, dang, that's a badge of honor. I actually kind of kind of like that because I'll take that title, use it to say, like, look at look at me. Like, I'm still doing it despite the title of being insignificant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that part really, really hit me the most. I don't know what you guys think about that. I mean, with, with that story overall, um, I guess in that concept, like she also said was, you know, your mistake was underestimating who I am. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you would think that someone who will, was brought up in those circumstances probably wouldn't be able to excel you know and so that's something that we could run away with and take from the circumstances that we've been through so like when those negative thoughts or doubts try to come in um that's the line we can you know we can use like you underestimated who i who i was you know despite you know where i'm where i came from or you know the circumstances that was around me so true so true oh man we gotta wrap it up because uh running out of time but man this one i I mean my bad jump in if you if you could wrap it up but if you want to continue just i don't mind continue and just cut cut it short to where or make part yeah it's up to you i because i feel like i mean just looking at billy's screen and your screen uh, he got some notes i'm pretty sure we just touching the tip of the eye yeah let's keep going and then you could take out yeah let's keep going um i mean that that i mean that part that you said billy about the fact that she said your biggest mistake was that you underestimated me most people's biggest mistake is they underestimate themselves absolutely i was doing it Mm -hmm. for the longest and it it almost pisses me off um i know you know god has a plan he kind of sets things in motion or whatever but man um i i was pissed off at underestimating myself because of either insecurities or discomforts or not wanting to offend people and you can ask um my wife tigress each time you know we'll have this conversation that i get to a new level of man i don't want to limit myself because i don't want other people to make other people feel bad or whatever i want to just be able to just be me fully me and um sometimes i allow outside things to make me either compress myself down or underestimate myself and i feel like a lot of people do that to themselves Mm -hmm. i mean how beautiful would it be if we had alita's confidence you know what i mean like when she first came out of the doctor's spot and she saw that machine that was coming at her she just to save the dog she was ready to go one on one with that machine. Yeah, I forgot. And then about the guy that. tackled her like, "Yo, nobody ever challenged a you know thing because she had confidence in yeah. her. He was like, all right, let's do this. And even when she was going through her journey of trying to find herself and be passionate, she went to the bar and she's like, "Yo, I'm trying to get this, this, and this. Like, who's with me? Like, you know, I'm trying to do something." She said, "Whoever here can, you know, beat me or not, yeah. you know." join me whatever if i win the fight so she was she was just confident and 
and just willing to go no matter what it takes even when because what led her also to the bar was the fact that um the doctor still wasn't willing to help her out Mm -hmm. and she was like you know what fine then i'm still going to continue to use my wheels to the max you know what i mean and continue to go and so it's it's that confidence in herself and just being oblivious to to you know not living in fear and definitely and i just want to go back to that bar scene just with even the people she was surrounded by a whole bunch of bounty hunters people who could like take this one person down if they all teamed up together but she like you said had that confidence to the point where this dude put a hole on the floor and went down to the dark world down to the 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 lowest of all lowest worlds and she jumped in yeah not even like um nah like nobody else wanted to fight yeah, I like I'll fight this guy one on one in the dark world. Like I'll go to areas that no one else will go to. Mm-hmm. You know, just like to that. just to to really get to where I gotta go. Um, obviously, you know, it, it, it didn't look too well at the end of that scene. But obviously, you know, she got that new body because of it. But how how far will we go? Mm. Like, what if you listened and you said, okay all right doctor i won't jump down you know what let's all walk out i'm sorry bar for messing your bar now you're going home you still got the same body you know what i'm saying it's like discovering who you are you're not discovering who you are you're still the same person now you gotta wait for the next day and then figure it out i mean uh, maybe we need to start taking that step and uh, you know someone says no it's like okay you know, it, it, you're not doing it for them. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're doing mm-hmm. it for, for you to find yourself even more and to upgrade. Um, so, yeah, that, that confidence is... Whew. One thing that um, um, when Billy said about the confidence and you were talking about it, with the, the simple, just as simple as a dog, like you said, and the fact that um, Hugo said nobody has ever, like went up against I'm assuming those machines are like a representation of cops mm-hmm. basically that nobody went up against them like that and it goes again it goes back to the story that is giving you crafts your world no one told her that you should not like the fact that she didn't know that was her advantage that she just acted you know on whatever she felt mm-hmm. without feeling like intimidated because these people have intimidated other people so i again if she knew about yo you should be intimidated by this or that person or whatever then that limits what you do but the fact that she had no information to be intimidated by something else she she just fully went on and i feel like it would be dope to be able to shut that off like what people what everybody says you should be afraid of i feel like we could if we could just shut it off and just be ourselves we would get more done we would move more passionately we would Mm -hmm. we would pursue in our journey even more and so I, i love that part and um one thing that you when you were talking that reminded me in the movie that she said something i don't remember exactly how she said it but she said the only way that she remembered was when she put herself in a risky situation. That's when the mm-hmm. past visions came <clears throat> in. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so yeah. dope. The only way she remembered is when she put herself out there 
to the limits of even a risky situation, that's when the memories come back. And I said, yo, that's like perfect for us. The only way we can see what we're about, what we were made for, what what's inside of us is when we take risk, when we push ourselves to the limit, that's when we get those rewards of that's who you are. That's, mm. that's the type of person you are. That's what you're capable of. But if she stayed safe, if she stayed and she, and she kept with the curfew, that the doctor yeah, told yeah. her to keep True. with, man, she would never discover that. Yeah. Yeah, and it reminded me of the part where Max was talking about when Alita jumped into the dark world. Like, she was willing to go, you know, as you know, deep as it took into, you know, finding who she was and, and doing what, and, and leading, you know, into her passion. And it reminds me of something you used to talk about, how, like, <laughs> directors out here are not willing to go behind a camera or, or do sound or do the little things because, you know, they just want to be one thing but not willing to get put in dirty. the work. Yeah, yeah. They, they're not willing to get their hands dirty and... and you know, they want to praise a one half. They, you know, I, I feel sadly to say this, I'm not going to go too much into it, but the way America portrays leaders, um, it's kind of wrong because uh, it's like growing up, they keep saying only strive for that one position, which is the top position and kind of make other, every other positions under it, not worthy of, mm. uh, being in that position um and that's kind of aligned to you know you could be a director but if you ain't got you don't you don't know about sound or you you never wore that hat or you never knew how to light a scene you know like you're not going to be as strong um as that person that knows how to do all that hands-on you know and we're, we're leaning to a world right now where that's like a must like to all directors out there that's listening if you don't know how to write man you're, you're gonna have a tough time trying to wear that hat as a director because um you know you're looking at ryan cougar you know you're looking at all these you know well-known directors they're writing too and most of them that are up there they know how to write they picked up a camera 500 dollars camera and they made something happen you know they didn't stay and wait for someone to cut a check so wear all those hats figure it out whatever area you're in in your life or what you do that that actually reminds me of something i was watching um the um youtuber casey nice that had tony hawk remember tony hawk the uh, skateboarder uh and he they were just talking about mastery because basically if you want an example about mastery tony hawk he he did crazy things uh, with skateboards and stuff like that um and he asks him like how do you how do you gain the level that you got into skateboarding how do you gain mastery in what what you do and he said listen you you not only have to be into the things that you love but you gotta start doing the things you don't like to do like the things you gotta start knowing the ins and out of the parts of your craft that's not that glamorous because that's how you gain mastery and when he said that i'm like wow I mean, first of all, you got to respect what he's saying because he gained mastery in something. But the fact that um, he said, no, you got to look into the things that are not that glamorous in your in your craft. And you have to know the ins and out of those those little details that not the average person would care about. 
like get into that. And so that made me think about what you're saying. It's just you to to be the most to be the best skate skateboarder, to be the best director, you gotta get into all that stuff that not you know, that's not the best part about it. So I, I love that man. That Billy, do you have any more on that list, man? No, you guys uh, pulled out some of the stuff that I was talking about. Like, I was, one of the points I was going to talk about is her finding who she was when she was in those fighting situations. Mm. You know what I mean? So that was uh, something that I was going to bring up. There, there's one thing I want to bring up, um, which I have uh, a thought of, and but I want I want to hear you guys first, um, spontaneously too, off of this. Let's talk about this sword mm. that she ended up having at the end that she didn't have when she started um so i just wanted to get your perspective on that because the person that had the sword originally you know uh, you could call him uh with the antagonist the bad guy or whatever yeah. um he had a weapon that he was using uh in in a dark way in a negative way mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so I don't know if you guys want to speak about that or or, or if you want sure. me to elaborate a little bit more about it I don't mind I mean I I, I that I'm glad you brought that up to be honest because I feel like there's so many things in that but the fact that it was another bounty hunter who had that and he was a a, a bad guy type of bounty hunter and he has a sword and he tries to fight her. She kind of humiliates him and basically throws the sword back at him after beating him up and says, you, you don't deserve something like this. You shouldn't have something like this. So anyway, one thing that stood out to me with the sword is that he was holding it for well, how many years? We don't know. He was using it for mm-hmm. the longest or whatever. But when she had it, it, it had some power glow at the end when she was pointing mm-hmm. at the person. And I'm like, wow, like same sword, same mm-hmm. tools, same everything. But because of who she is and because of her passion, she she got more out of the tools than the other guy because he wasn't in it for passion. He was in it to make money. Um, I'm assuming it's like everybody else trying to get up to the to the higher level to pay their way up there. She she was going for passion and she ignited it. She she opened it up fully to what it was, that one tool that he had because of her passion, because of, because of who she was. And so, yeah, yeah I, I love that sort of thing. Yeah, her um, that tool was, I guess, basically also a connection to who she is. So she was able to connect with it and have a purpose with it. Mm. The other guy, he was just using it as a as a prop to him trying to be powerful or trying to you know intimidate and do whatever. But he he didn't really have any purpose or or passion behind it. So she, I think, the sword connected to her. Um, same way with whatever tools we have to use with our passion it it'll connect to us and it'll shine the way that it's supposed to shine um if we, if we use it in the right manner. in the right manner it, it, it's crazy you say that because next person or where might have that similar tool mm-hmm. and they just we may see it and be like wow you know, you're not even utilizing that tool to its maximum exactly. potential, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I would get this same as Zach or anyone and really execute. Yeah. Um, 
I, I honestly, the first thing I think about when if we're gonna take this sword thing and bring it into our world today, one example would be for me, and I mean I learned this from you, Max, and learned this from other people who do creating film and whatever. Uh, I I wanted the dopest camera to make it look good. If I'm gonna do videos, I want a nice camera that will make the background blurry and nice. I'm super sharp, and people are wowed by that. I wanted the dopest camera, or whatever. But I, from you, Max, from um, uh, other people, they said, "Yo, stop worrying about the equipment. Stop worrying about uh, what type of equipment." Because I think Max, if you wanted, uh, if somebody that are coming straight out of high school or coming out of college, whatever, they they had a red camera and then we gave you an iPhone and we told you guys, all right, make a movie. Whoever makes the best movie wins. My bet is more on you because you do, you're not worried about the tool. The tool is not limiting you. It's more than that. It's more it's it's about the knowledge of how to use it's it to use it to mm -hmm. its fullness. While the other person may have the dopest camera, but because they're not they don't have the same experience or they don't have the same knowledge or they're not focused on the same things that you you would be focused on because of your experience they're not their movie's not going to come out the same even though they have a better camera than you so again back to the whole tools thing uh it's it's not about what you have or what you don't have it's really just what you do with it and if you maximize it that's when like you said it starts to shine it starts yeah. to glow it starts to, to do more because you you're maximizing it i've seen a lot of people with who's extremely wealthy purchase a lot of different things thinking they're gonna get the same end result as anybody else because they purchased this hundred thousand dollar camera um and they end up not getting the same result versus someone who knows how to utilize it and use it well you know who had that blue glow when they picked them when they touched it mm -hmm. um so it's great we're talking about the sword i didn't even think about that aspect you know when you guys spoke about that but it's so true i'm ready to pull my iphone out and create something easily you know and i'm i'll challenge anyone who has a hundred thousand dollar camera mm, you know because exactly. it's like it's not even about that like, that's why i love you know? that i love like, that Cause it's it's true, like you. Oh, fun. I know it's you know it's an action movie, but Fast and Furious, the last one what was that number eight or yeah, number eight. I loved it in the beginning. You got Dominic Toretto versus some whoever guy, and he oh, said yeah. it's not about it's not about the car, it's about the driver. And the guy's like, all right, you take that junk piece of junk. I'm gonna use this dope car, and if you beat me, then you can get the car or whatever. And I'm thinking, all right. Yeah, you're kind of limited, um, Dominic Toretto, because that's a junk car. So he adds a little this and that and also it, but he basically proves that, nah, I can still beat you with it mm -hmm. because it's about the driver. And, I, and I, I love that. I think that's a perfect example of that. Man. Um, oh, man, we are, are really pulling out a lot of stuff here because I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about this one because there's just so much in this movie that 
Yeah. You could just get inspired. I want to go sure back and see it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We had the opportunity to see it twice. You yeah. know, but I saw it once, and I'm yeah, like, it was like, <laughs> what? This is crazy. There is one last thing because I think this. I mean, it's, it's crazy because I don't think every movie will be able to have this much information. Um, yeah, I actually wanted to. I'm gonna do something at the end. I want to ask you. I, I want to make it a kind of trend, uh, not a trend, but a thing we do. But go ahead. Um, there, there's one more thing in this film that. That this could turn into another hour of conversation, but you know, just to get your thoughts was when she realized um, uh, Hugo was laying on a bed, and you know, she said, "I did this," and I believe she apologized by saying sorry. But the father, <laughs> the, yes, the yes. father was basically saying, "Don't feel sorry. Uh, you're the only one built for this. You're the only one." I don't know the exact words, but don't feel sorry yeah. because you are the only one built for I'll this. I'll say it for you because I wrote it down. Okay. Don't ever feel sorry for yourself. You're the only one built for this. That. Yeah, that, that line took me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, in the movie theater, the second time we watched it, Billy, I remember Billy yeah. saying, it was like, yo, that line. <laughs> it's like, like it, it, it gets you. It gives you yeah. goosebumps because, and I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to end with that too. It's oh, just, okay. Yeah, I don't know if you had some points about it, but... No, nah, I want to hear from you guys, man, because I, I, I marinate on it, but it was just, it's so much in that saying that... <laughs> like I don't even know how to start talking about that. I mean, uh, yeah, there's just way too much in there. But the key thing, like th that, I felt when I heard that you're the only one built for this. It just goes back to like this, the whole confidence thing, the whole stop doubting, stop putting yourself down. Like don't worry about mistakes or failures or anything or whatever's going on around you. But for someone to come and say, yo, you're the only one built for this. It puts this inside of you. This like this fire inside of you. You're like, yo, when you believe that I'm the only one built for this, I'm about to go kill this thing because I'm the only one built for this. I have the passion. I know I was made for this. So I, I love the fact that he said that because I think we all need that. I think when it goes back to the whole story, you either believe in this story or that story about yourself. Either it's going to hinder you or push you forward. So if we get to choose the story in our mind of what means what, why not take in, yo, I'm the only one built for this. Why not? It's only going to push you further. It's only going to make you um, better than you would have been if you just said, well, I'm going to try it out or whatever. It's just why not take these these tools or these truths about yourself or, or just a thought about yourself. You're the only one built for this. It, it, it just ignites something in you. Yeah, it does. Like, I mean, I'm kind of still speechless just from that line alone i mean going back to what you were saying is like you you got to get through it you know and even from what i said earlier is like no one's gonna do the work for you no one's gonna um lose sleep over it this is your passion you're the only one who's built to attack it and fight it and and do what you need to do so you gotta one stop like you said stop doubting yourself stop feeling sorry stop trying to you know think that you need to get something in order to achieve it like it's not about what you're trying to get it's about what you already have maximizing it and and going full force because like that line says you're the only one built for this so for real man i mean 
I don't know if you have something, Max. But. I, I'm, I, I think you guys said it word for word. Um, it, it's just... I want to talk to the writer and ask them, like, hey, what (laughs) made you put, like, it was so, like, flawless, like, for for you to insert that at the time it was needed. Yeah. You know, right? She was feeling down. Yeah. You know, she went in and, like. I umbrellaed the whole. Yeah. Movie, that line alone. So, uh, man. Uh, I mean, this movie was jam-packed, which brings me to this other part where I want to ask you guys um, to think of a number I mean if we talking five stars I don't know maybe we could come up with our own maybe five reels film reels I don't know like whatever um, you know how back in the day albums you want yo, I, that album got, got five, five mics yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to see when it comes to this movie not about how good the movie was or how bad the movie was but as far as five being like yo this had so much life application man like this was awesome full of life application full of life lessons being best of the best um that would be five and one being uh you know not you know not really having much or you can't even apply anything to it out of that if you guys could think of a number from um you know from one to five you could even do 4.5 3.5 2.5 what do you give alita this movie what rating do you give it as far as life application life lessons in it definitely five straight five this is, like, this, is the, this is boom. the standard she just this movie to start she created the, the five standard for you yeah wow max five uh, i you know i really thought about it because i was like all right so can we talk about a film that's five and a film that's one and then I'll be able to, to kind of do it to, yeah but it's like I mean you've seen a lot of movies in your past yeah. like life applications was definitely laid out all over Alita um and it can be easily missed though if you're not, you're not looking for it yeah if you're not that type of person that knows how to dissect you know stories and you're just looking at it just cause. Oh. Well, that's why we're here. If you if you want to hear, if you want to get a movie that, all right, what kind of life lessons? That's what we're doing here. That's what this whole podcast is about. Yeah. Is to be able to to bring that to you guys. Yeah. Um, I know we're gonna end this. Uh, you could cut this out or not, but there's one scene that I fight fight with mm-hmm. in Alita, uh, where I think I have challenges. And I had challenges of what Hugo said, um, but it's the heart scene. I, I knew he was gonna say that. I knew it when you said something was like a battle. Like it's a, it's a battle, man, because we're dealing with two things, and I'm gonna tie two different scenes. I don't know if you guys caught it, but you have the heart scene, and then I don't know if it was scenes later when the doctor was walking in and saying that Hugo is okay. While he was walking in, he stated, man, this city just corrupts you, blah, blah, blah. You know, corrupts your mind. Yeah. Um, the, or the, the corrupts people like you. Yeah. All right, so we're going to come back that. to that. But we see Alita with this type of characteristic and personality and heart and soul to be able to take her heart out and be able to, like, listen, I'll, it's, it's either 
all or nothing yeah, for she's me. She's like, I'm, it's all, yeah, um, I'm all in. All in or nothing. But it's just like, wow, that's just... In Hugo's eyes, you feel his perspective. It's like, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't just do that. You don't uh, know. So, yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Because it's 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 a battle I think everyone's fighting. Um, You know, we're not in a perfect world. So it's like, okay, you know. I mean, if I'm speaking for myself, when I saw that scene, I, I, I get both sides. But I thought it was, I mean, that's extremely brave for Alita that she's not tainted by past people's mistakes or whatever yeah. that would hinder us normally like i'm not just gonna do that i mean i'm married to tigress and i'm trying to learn how to subcon like get rid of those subconscious ways of doing things that hinder me from giving my heart and you know that's that's my wife so it, it's just that Man, I, I appreciated what Alita did was just saying, listen, I, I'll sell it. You could do I'm like, whoa, that's your heart. In fact, that's not only your heart. The doctor said that's probably the most powerful weapon and they don't even make that no nah. more. And so, the enemy knew the value of that heart. Exactly. He wanted, you know? to, he wanted that. Um, so I was just, man, I, 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 I would like for people to be more like that with the right people you know um especially and for me I, I remember taking the personality test one thing that it said about me with my personality is that um once i find and i can trust you like once i know i can trust you i go in like I, i'm like yo i i fully but my circles are very small because i'm very i'm hesitant with giving my heart to people in my circle small but if you're in my circle like you are you're in it and so for me where i'm coming from maybe it's right maybe it's not i i'm just very cautious of who i'm gonna pull my heart out for mm -hmm. like um for many reasons for the reason that we said before people have an agenda people may hinder you, you, the way you think or whatever but um for me I, I just wait to see can i trust um you know i'll give a little bit oh okay cool i could trust i could trust i could trust to the point where like okay i, I see what type of person you are i could pull my heart out so that that's kind of me that's where i i, I come from mm -hmm. yeah that I guess that is a difficult scene to kind of dissect. But I mean, one way that I could look at it is that the writers was probably showing um, our vulnerability um, in a you mm. know, certain situation where we may want to give something up that doesn't need to be, you know, given up. Like she was in love or whatever, and, and she wanted to give her heart um, mainly to to have two dreams succeed, like. She, okay. her, she kind of was trying to figure out who she is. But um, for him, she saw, hey, you have a dream, and I want to, you know, give my all to see that your dream succeed. Um, so that's what I mean. She was basically trying to do there. Uh, I don't know. And there's a, it, it's crazy because I've I've done give my heart uh, out like that, and I've done it to the wrong people mm -hmm. where at the end of the day what happens if you, you get taken advantage of for real you know mm. they take you know they, yeah. they take your heart and they they run with with it to secure to, to do their agendas to do their own dreams 
and don't even look back at you to to help. For real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, 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 there's so many layers within the hard thing, especially from what you just said. So it's like going back to you, make sure you do it with the right people, you know, the trust and... Mm-hmm. You know, what's crazy when, when you were talking about um, you with, um, you know, giving your heart, I, I thought about like all the stories that mommy would tell us about how we were growing up and one story would be that Max would always, um, like as a kid, would just go across the street to a stranger and just give them a hug. That's just how he was wired and built and, that, and that's pure and that's, that's how it should be but then people have their agenda, like you said, and they may use that uh, against you or whatever and, um, you know, to see, you know, to hear that, that pisses um, pisses me off but I, I thought about how you're like that and then I, I feel like I was the opposite where I was just very like to myself I don't I don't want to get hurt or whatever I'm not going to do that maybe something caused that in me but you could see the differences with just within our the three of us where um, there, there are differences where how one would act with their heart it's just that each of them have their pros and cons that you got to be careful. It's almost like a, a balance and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I mean, again, once you find that that right group, they, they're still gonna hurt you. Like that's all. Uh, that's what community is about. But once you find the right people that you can be like, yo, I, I'm gonna pull my heart out for you. It doesn't have to be like a a relationship or whatever, marriage or whatever. Just 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 a group of people or community. Um, just that in itself to be able to do that how much more they can work better together and know that they'll make mistakes they'll hurt each other but as long as you don't have this agenda to to try to do something negative i guess yeah definitely but yeah man i'm i don't know if you had something with it but um i think there was just so many layers uh you guys gave both gave it fives to be honest with all the movies i've seen and um, I was looking for stuff as far as life applications. This just had so much. I mean, some movies are, are just built for this, for some inspirational stuff. And for me, when it comes to this podcast, I, I give Alita a five. Okay. I nice. give Alita, uh, what are we calling it? Five film film reels? Five, like... Five milestones? Five milestones. Five stones? I don't know. Oh, five. Man, we got to give it something. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. Right, well, let, let the audience figure it out. Figure it out. Well, if you guys have an idea right now, we got five film reels, five stones, or the typical five stars, which we don't want to do. We want to make it unique. Five gems. Five gems. Five oh, gems I is like that. Kind of yeah. yeah. I like gems because you kind of like, yo, mm. this has some gems in it. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm going with that right now, unless somebody else could come up with something better. This film, um, Between Us Three, certified five gems when it comes to life. Uh, lessons in this movie so go out and see it if you haven't if you have man i hope this helps you to be able to just hear some things that you could take for yourself and maybe think about where you are and most of all please don't let outside sources craft your story in a way that will limit you allow outside sources or find the right things to allow your story to be crafted in your mind in a way that will actually propel you that will make you better that will make you want to discover who you are and what you have inside of you and what it takes to be able to get that that builds passion in you and in everything 
If you enjoyed the great content from this episode, share this with somebody who could use it. We are dropping these weekly, so don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. And thank you for joining us on the Decrypted Films Podcast. Catch you on the next one.